Hey, Light Anglers. Today is Friday, February 25th. My name is Jack, and welcome to your daily episode of The Light Angle. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm going to spend the next 5 to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world and incorporating scripture into it. Before we get into today's topic, just a quick reminder, please be sure to leave a five-star review, rate, like, subscribe, and whatever else you can do for us on the platform you're using to listen to the show. Here in the light angle, we try not to focus on the left or right angles, but rather try to find the light angle. We want to spread the good news of our King of Kings, Jesus Christ, and use that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. Your five-star review and sharing of this show with others helps us to better spread the light angle and the word of God. All right, y'all. Good news. I got internet back. Yay. It came with a hefty cost, but we are up and running, and so the show must go on. So, uh... You know, this week's articles have kind of had a theme of, you know, comfortable Christianity and, you know, what we're, you know, what's going on in the world. I think I talked about last week, you know, some Christians in Finland uh, being (laughs) persecuted by the government for sharing scripture. Uh, And so uh, I wanted to give an update uh, or an article updating that and kind of updating it more, more so talking about it. Uh, and also some other places uh, you might not think there's actual, you know, persecution to, you know, Christians. Um, and uh, there's, you know, I'm hearing more and more of this every single day. Some of it I share, some of it I don't. Some of it seems kind of like, oh, are you sure? Um, so I promise next week we will get back into, you know, the truckers convoy because that's ramping up over the weekend and all the other news in the world, Ukraine, Russia, oh boy, there's so much happening. But I thought, you know, that's, that's, you can watch that on the news everywhere and anywhere. Let's talk about some churchy stuff. So uh, let me get into it. This first article is from uh, reporter.lcms.org. Um, and the title is The End of the Comfortable Christianity. Now let me get into it. So the church is not and never has been a country club. Though in the last century, especially in North America, it might have been confused for one. There was a time you could conduct personal business after the voters' meeting, unofficially unofficially govern the affairs of the city from the church parking lot, and use your Sunday morning bulletin to get a discount at the local buffet. Pastors could get a clergyman's discount at retail stores. These were the Helicon good old days when being a member of a Christian denomination was expected, normal, even American. Those days are gone. Thanks be to God. As I write write this, our good friends, Bishop Juana Pojola of the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland and Dr. Pavi Rasanan, a member of the Finnish Parliament, are on trial for charges of hate speech for confessing what scripture simply and clearly teaches about God's design for marriage and the sinful nature of homosexuality. They made the great mistake of quoting what the Bible says in Romans 1 and other passages. Their trial began on January 24th, the Feast of St. Timothy. It was scheduled to conclude February 14th, the Feast of St. Valentine. As the March issue of the reporter goes to press, we are still awaiting a verdict. Both Timothy and Valentine were martyrs, killed for their confession of Christ. They were witnesses to the gospel by means of the shedding of their own blood. They never got clergymen's discounts or tax benefits. Jesus promised his apostles, you will be hated for all for, all for my name's sake. That's in Matthew 10, 22. 
He knew of the fate of his apostles when he sent them out. He knew of the persecution that would afflict his Christians for the first centuries of the church. Jesus knew the fate fate of Timothy and Valentine even before he formed them in the womb. He knew of his holy martyrs, Justin, Felicius, Polycarp, Serpion, Robert Barnes, and all the others whom we commemorate through the church year. If you don't know the stories of these saints, look them up. Jesus also knew that Bishop Pojala and MP, Member of Parliament Rosanan, would stand before the Finnish courts, and while we do not know how their trial will be decided, he does. The rest of Jesus' words to his apostles, apostles in Matthew are telling, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in the hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures endures to the end will be saved. That's Matthew ten sixteen through twenty two. Christianity has never been comfortable. When the church gets comfortable in the culture, her confession gets watered down. The proclamation of the law is diminished, and the proclamation of the gospel gets lost. As goes Europe, so soon follows North America. Canada already has hate speech laws similar to Finland's. Probably not in this generation, but maybe in the next, Christians in America will likely have to stand before the courts like our Finnish brother and sister. What will we say? We will confess, as our friends in Finland have at every opportunity, that all humans are precious and created in the image of God, that all of us are sinful and in need of a Savior, Jesus. We preach, we preach Christ crucified. The church is cruciform. That's not comfortable. It never has been. But we have a hope beyond the creature comforts of this life. Jesus promised persecution, and he promised resurrection. Very, very true. Very, very true. We got work to do. And it's getting closer. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's not getting closer. But it's also in other places around the world. I already talked about China changing the Bible this week. And, uh, you know, Finland, obviously, I've spoken about Canada and how they keep beating up on a couple pastors. One specifically, I think he's in jail again because he was uh, protesting or he was going to do a prayer and speak to the uh, Canadian truckers last week. And yeah, they nabbed him before he even got there. I think he was walking out the front door of his house. But anywho, uh, this next article is from Christianity Today. So Russia keeps punishing evangelicals in Crimea. Since Russia annexed the Crimean Peninsula from Ukraine in 2014, one of the central points of conflict in the current clash between the two countries, Protestant Christians in the territory have faced greater government penalties for practicing their faith. Like elsewhere in Russia, meeting together to sing and read scripture or letting others know about a church gathering puts believers at risk under a strict 2016 anti-evangelism law. Last year, authorities prosecuted 23 cases of such activity in Crimea, up from 13 the year before, according to Forum 18, which tracks religious freedom violations in the region. Evangelical Protestants in Crimea uh, received the most penalties. At least nine people from Pentecostal, Baptist, and other Protestant churches were fined for missionary activity. Four of those cases involved members of the Potter's House, a Protestant congregation in Sevastopol, 
a southern port and the largest city in Crimea. Pastor Evengai Kornev leads efforts to proclaim the gospel online and in the streets. His Twitter feed features clips of an Easter procession and service, new home Bible groups, ministry to former drug addicts, and open-air evangelism. Even when Kornev came down with COVID-19, he continued to preach over video. But that activity has also gotten his church in trouble. Kornev and fellow pastor Alexei Smirnov were fined in 2021 for leading services. One of the Potter's House members, Inev Nemchkinov, I think that's right, was fined twice for performing music, praying, and participating in some church gatherings, in part because authorities were tipped off by YouTube and social media posts. The Christians tried to appeal the charges, but none of the cases brought by the Police Center for Countering Extremism have been overturned. Uh, Over the years, Potter's House and its pastors have also been fined and warned for failing to inform government officials of its existence and for previous violations of the anti-evangelism law, including distributing information at a bus stop. Kornev celebrates the congregation's evangelism and street preaching, saying it's priceless for God. During the pandemic, Russia has continued its crackdown on evangelism and unregistered church activity which includes almost all religious practice outside of the Russian Orthodox Church. The 2016 regulations restrict people in Russia from sharing about their faith or announcing church activities, even online or at home, unless permitted through a religious organization that has registered with the Russian government. Even then, evangelism is only sanctioned to occur within those designated churches. The regulations have targeted evangelicals along with minorities, such as Jehovah's Witness, who are banned in Russia, and Muslims. Most fines end up being 5,000 Russian rubles, which Form 18 says is equivalent to five days' pay. Besides Potter's House, another Sevastopol pastor was prosecuted last year for sharing his faith outside a movie theater in the second largest city in Crimea. Simferpol, the pastor of Generation of Faith Pentecostal Church, was punished for at least the third time for ministry activity. Oh, goodness. In the town of Saki, two Baptists were caught by anti-extremist police and fined, Form 18 reported. Both had been sharing Christian resources and scripture without permits. Well, you need permits just to distribute Christian resources. Local authorities at times have partnered with Russian security officials to raid worship gatherings. In addition to raiding a mosque, they raided a Protestant church in Kerch in eastern Crimea. Inspectors found that the church leaders told those gathered about faith, about God, about hope for another life, read the Bible, and sang songs. They discovered that two women in attendance had been invited to attend earlier that day as a result of the invitation. Uh, I. Dudnesov of the church was fined and found guilty of sharing faith with people who were not church members, which is forbidden under the anti-evangelism law. Though Russia regulates church activity nationwide in Crimea, this oversight takes place in an area that the international community still recognizes as part of the U- Ukraine. Ah, wow, that's a that's a lot. That's hard to it's it's hard you know growing up in america living as an american uh you know for the vast majority of uh, you listening and myself uh, it's hard to imagine a place like that but it's 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 here that's that's what you gotta do i I guess i don't know it's crazy but uh it stinks but what's she gonna do i guess i don't know i don't know how to combat it but i'm just bringing awareness to it so pray with me y'all 
Father God, thank you for giving us a heads up in regards to what we should expect from the world when we openly proclaim we are members of your family. Thank you for promising us deliverance from the persecution and evil that is to come when we stand up for our King Jesus. Please give us all the courage and strength needed to step out in faith as we serve you each and every day. I pray you will continue to bless us indeed, enlarge our territory, and keep us from evil and temptation as we live this life in your name, in which we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, that's it for today's episode of of the Light Angle. (laughs) But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hopefully it starts with a little light in the darkness. 